Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Hey, what's good? It's Blair Angulo here with the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, if you're new here, please hit that subscribe button. Please rate us. If you leave a five-star Apple podcast review with your recruiting question, you've got a chance to have it answered on our next mailbag episode, which is scheduled for next week. So if you have a pressing question about a recruit or a team or a broader recruiting question for one of our analysts, make sure to leave a five-star Apple podcast review. Mike Roach, the recruiting editor for Horns 24-7 over at 24-7 Sports, will join us to discuss the big news of the week, and there was a decommitment. It was five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 2022 class, backing off of his commitment to the Texas Longhorns. We're going to go in-depth on what happened there, what's next for Texas, what this means for Tom Herman and that staff, and where Quinn Ewers could now be leaning as the crystal ball is trending for a top national program. Before we get to Mike, let's begin with the kickoff. Get ready for another important commitment reveal live on CBS Sports HQ this Friday at 5.30 Eastern. It is going to be top 24-7 defensive lineman Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina, making his decision and making his college destination known live on CBS Sports HQ. Now, the All-American will pick between North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia, with the Bulldogs right now holding the momentum in the 24-7 sports crystal ball. Ingram Dawkins is the nation's number 14 ranked defensive tackle prospect in this 2021 class, according to the industry-generated 24-7 sports composite. He's also the number one recruit in the state of South Carolina. Now, here's an interesting wrinkle when it comes to Ingram Dawkins that could have an effect on the team recruiting rankings. According to Andrew Ivins, who covers the Southeast for 24-7 sports, if Ingram Dawkins were to select Georgia, it would close the gap between Georgia and LSU. Heading into the week, LSU held a slight lead for the number five spot in the team recruiting rankings. So remember to set those alarms. It's another top 24-7 prospect making his decision live on CBS Sports HQ this time on Friday, 5.30 Eastern. All right, so that's a look ahead to what's happening this weekend. Now, looking back, we are going to go in-depth on the biggest news of the week, and we're going to burn the midnight oil with Mike Roach. He covers recruiting. He's the recruiting editor over at Horns 24-7. Mike, first of all, I know it's late for you. How, how are you doing? You know what, What's it like down there? 
Um, well, it's uh, October in Texas, which means a, uh, a week ago it was 80 degrees. Uh, tonight it is 36. So, um, you know, it's uh, the weather's been weird. The year's been weird. And recruiting football, all of it together has been uh, definitely weird. So we just got the big news of the night. Um, been tracking it all day. And uh, now we're here to talk about it. Yeah, and the news is that five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 2022 class, who earlier this year had committed to Texas, he's from South Lake Carroll there in Texas, uh, announced his decision to the Longhorns, but on Wednesday night, he decides to officially back off of that pledge. Now, I'm going to read here uh, his statement that he put out on his Twitter account, so follow along with me. He says, recently, as I've competed alongside my teammates during my junior season at South Lake Carroll. I've also taken some time to think about my future given the COVID-19 pandemic facing us. This has been a challenging year for all students like myself. With the support of my family, I tried to navigate the recruiting process the best way I could. With the process being abnormal this season, I tried my best to keep an open mind to all possibilities. However, the more I've considered, the more I've come to realize I didn't explore all my options as thoroughly as I would have liked. Therefore, I've decided to decommit and reassess the situation before making such an important decision on my future. I would like to thank the University of Texas for their belief in me and my abilities. I understand this year has been challenging for the coaches and administrators as well. So I appreciate their understanding and wish them the best in their future. My family and I also thank the Texas Longhorns fans for their interest and support. I will soon have a firm decision on where I will spend the next few formative years of my life and career. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Now, Mike, this obviously, you know, had kind of been brewing here for, for a few days. Uh, I know you had been on top of it throughout Wednesday and, and throughout the, the, I guess, kind of the dramatic moments. How did all of this go down? Um, well, you know, it started with um, some talk from our Ohio State board. Bill Krelick does obviously an awesome job. I think he probably runs the market at, at Ohio State. He is the um, dean. He is yeah. the dean. That's what we call him, the dean of Ohio State football recruiting. He started hearing some rumors. He and I got together and started talking. And, um, you know, I started looking into it. And it's it's odd because I did just go out and see Quinn last Thursday night. Um, you know, he gave me the full 100% committed. His, his father told me the same. Um, we even had a great video of him scoring a touchdown, seeing me recording and, and throwing the horns up and everything. And, um, you know, once I uh, once I started getting into it, you know, I started – there was a lot of people downplaying it, but there there was a little just too much – you know how it is, Blair. Sometimes there's just too much smoke to, to ignore. And I spoke to a really good source who was kind of telling me, yeah, this is going to happen uh, eventually, whether it be today or, or next week or, or a month from now, it's going to happen. And so – um, you know, we kind of started preparing for it on that front. And um, I think for Texas, it's just, you know, it's been, it's another bad, bad moment. And what has been a really awful year for them, um, both on and off the field. I mean, when you consider the fact that they lost uh, two in-state legacies, like the Brockermeyer brothers who went to Alabama, and then now a guy who grew up a, a gigantic Texas fan, the number one player in the country in Quinn Ewers, it's just, it doesn't get much worse. And I think a lot of it surrounds the, you know, the the questions about Tom Herman's job and the future of the program and, and just kind of the mediocrity they've been mired in for this last decade. I know the expectations at, at Texas 
are always big and they're always there and 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 for good reason right texas i think we've mentioned this on this podcast before you and i that when texas is big and when they are a part of the grand college football picture it makes college football better so the expectations are deserved now with tom herman and that staff and and kind of the the shortcomings on the field uh you you kind of i guess understand where recruits come from when they start to think about uh, the future of that program, the future of that staff, the the total, I guess, implications of what their you know whole understanding could be. Uh, how much do you think what what has happened on the field this season is playing a role in, in this whole situation? It's certainly playing a, a big role. You know, I think that Texas came into this year with a lot of expectations. They were one of the most experienced teams in the Big 12. Um, obviously, it was going to be a weird year with COVID, but, you know, I think Texas could rely on that and say, we've got a shortened schedule. If we could go out here and win, you know, these games that we've got, it, it, there was no more right moment. Like, you know, Oklahoma is down compared to what they've been in years. Um, the, the Big 12 is kind of wide open and, and one of the more – uh, less effect, or sorry, one of the less effective uh, Power Five conferences out there, and yet, you know, they struggled out the gates. They had to go to to overtime with Texas Tech in their conference opener. They lost to TCU again, lost to a bad Oklahoma team in overtime again, um, and. I think that, you know, at that point, you can only sell growth in the future and um, change so much. I think it's, at some point you really have to start delivering on that, and that's where they are right now. I think there's a lot of talk about Tom Herman or who may be the coach of this team next year. And, um, you know, I don't know what this this current staff can do to turn anything around. It's as bad as, as it's been since I've been covering the team. You know, and this year has been obviously unique given the circumstances and not being able to host visitors and not being able to impress recruits on campus, I think has also been an effect there. When you think about that aspect of it, because when I talk to recruits, when I speak to recruits in the West region that uh, I cover that eventually go out to Austin and check things out there, they always discuss the the personality of Tom Herman, right? And, and that energy that he brings and, and kind of the impression that a coach like he would make in person. Now that that whole dimension has been eliminated. That that whole part of the process has not been there for Texas. So when you have to base, I mean, I guess a decision on your future based solely on what you see on TV, you kind of have to think about that as well. And, and, and it's, I think this pandemic, when you think about programs that have been affected, I think Texas is up there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, with a, especially with a brand new staff, um, you know, they just, nobody's been really familiar with anybody because a lot of these guys didn't get to make visits. So Quinn Ewers certainly knows who Mike Yersich is and he's talked to him before and he's met him once or twice in person, but he hasn't had that time to go down there and sit in the quarterback room with him and look at film like guys get to do during the year. And so I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's been, a, man, it's been a really uh, perfect storm, I think for Texas. And, you know, it was quite surprising when they got him in August. I thought it was, it was kind of surprising. He committed that early. And, um, you know, a lot of it was because he said, this is my dream school. This is where I want to be. And um, I, I'm confident. And, um, you know, for all that to change two months later, I think that it, it really means that Texas is going to have to do some, the leadership in the athletic department is going to have to do some serious soul searching. 
We are joined by Mike Roach. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Roach247. He is the recruiting editor for Horns 24-7. We'll be right back with more here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, I am Blair Angulo, joined by Mike Roach, we're discussing the big news of the week. The uh, Really, I, I mean, we're doing this late at night on, on Wednesday. Uh, I know this doesn't get published until Thursday, so a few hours after uh, we, we send this in, it, it, it runs on everyone's podcast feed and on articles and, and all that. But, uh, you know, kind of peeling the curtain back a little bit, Mike, I know people want to kind of find out what it's like to be a, a recruiting reporter. And, and this is what it's like. I mean, it, it's constant checking of your phone. It's making sure the DMs are are, uh, are not dry and you're having information and you're asking questions. And then, you know, every so often, news breaks at uh, at some weird hours. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it's never at the opportune times. Uh, in fact, um, you know, we were actually, <laughs> I've been tracking the story all day, but my wife and I were um, dealing with some personal stuff at the time that it actually happened. And then I, I think I was about 10 or 15 minutes late to actually see the tweets. So, um, you know, it never, never happens at the opportune times, but that's kind of the job. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm, I'm always, I'm kind of always working and I'm kind of never working. So, <laughs> right. Um, and you also never really get used to this, right? Like kind of the, I guess sometimes there are recruits who tell me, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to commit at, at five o'clock. Right. And it's five o'clock and, and I'm still waiting. And, and, you know, before you know it, it's six 30 and my story has been written. I have the quotes. I'm just waiting for him. And, and it's an hour and a half that you know i'm never i'm never getting back yeah for sure i mean it's it's like my wife i can't tell you wife and i i said hey um let's go to dinner or something and i say i have to sit here this kid's gonna do it at six don't worry and then we can leave after that and then at 7 30 i'm still sitting there waiting to press publish and um, <laughs> that's just kind of you know that's just kind of how it goes down yeah but, you know, she understands it pays the bills um you know, it's, uh, it's what I'm happy doing. It's just, uh, you know, these times are tough. I really, a lot of people come to me on our board and say, you know, I'm sorry you have to go through with this. And for me, it's, it's more, you know, for our readers, I, I hate that I've got to give them the bad news and they've got to read it. You know, it's obviously they pay for news. I don't love that they pay for bad news. So it's more, you know, my sympathies to them than anything. Yeah. And a and hundred percent, you're, you're right on there. I mean, you know, the, the users across the network at 24 seven sports pay for the vet, the best information, the best VIP info, and you do a great job covering the Texas Longhorns. And obviously, uh, we will be checking in with you with, with whatever happens with Texas, not only uh, at the quarterback position, but in future classes. Now, you mentioned it earlier, Ohio State has a lot of the buzz now 
for Quinn Ewers, the five-star quarterback from South Lake Carroll, the number one prospect overall in the 2022 class. They've also picked up uh, a few other crystal ball picks in that 2022 class. So Ohio State building right now the number two class in the 2021 class and appear to have a lot of momentum with Quinn Ewers. What about Ohio State do you feel draws him to the Buckeyes? I know Steve Wiltfong, the director of recruiting at 24-7 Sports, has mentioned that the Buckeyes have made him feel like a priority and have made Ewers uh, you know, a, a, a big target in that 2022 class to despite his commitment to Texas, and they've been recruiting him probably harder than anyone. Yeah, so they were very much in it um, way up until the decision. Um, and I think I, – I never clarified this with Quinn, but I think I've heard that they've got like a family land up there in Ohio somewhere. Um, I mean, obviously what stands out about Ohio State is it's really easy to see. That's a program that wins, develops at a very high level. Um, Ryan Day has been amazing since you know Urban Meyer left. It, it's been a seamless transition. They get guys every single year, a lot of them from Texas, to come up there and play wide receiver. Um, and and I think that that kind of matters. It's, it's a factor we don't talk about a lot, but I, I do think it matters that Quinn Ewers has definitely seen Jackson Smith and Jigba play high school football. And he's definitely seen Garrett Wilson play high school football. Now he knows that those two guys are up there at Ohio State. And um, I think, you know, when you look at what Justin Fields is doing and, and his draft prospects and all those sorts of things – why would you not look at Ohio state or Clemson or Alabama or one of those schools that is regularly producing NFL prospects of winning games? Yeah, no. And, and you never, I guess, fault a recruit, right. For, for going that route. Uh, obviously a lot of recruits consider, especially the elite recruits consider a lot of the national programs. And when you think of an Ohio state, especially at the quarterback position and what they're doing with, with, like you mentioned with Ryan day, uh, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to shrug it off, right. Especially if you're Texas and you haven't been doing things on the field, the way uh, you're supposed to, to, to really attract the top talent and to, keep that top talent close to home now this obviously adds another layer to it with texas where where do they go from here because you know it's it's one thing to lose a recruit but when you're losing the the number one prospect in the 2022 class from your own backyard i mean optically it's not the best look no not at all and especially you know i mean we made a big deal out of it at the time of the commitment but a kid who grew up in burnt orange and um you know grew up dreaming of playing for that university so no it's not a great look but you know luckily this is texas we got arms if we if we don't have anything else we got quarterbacks um and and there are a number of really good options i'm actually um, been working on a, a long form piece on what's next for texas i think one one area to look at, and I don't know if it's too late, but Texas at one time did have a pretty decent foothold with Malik Murphy out there on the West Coast, who you could probably tell us some things about. Um, you know, going back even to the last staff, and so I think that that might be worth revisiting. Um, and then in-state, you know, guys like Connor Weigman and, and Kate Klubnik, Garrett Rangel, Braden Locke, those are all guys I think will probably get looks uh, from the staff going forward. To me, yeah, Connor I- Weigman is, is that guy. 
I would, and I, I like you said, I would expect Malik Murphy to shoot up the charts for Texas. They have that connection previously with Premium, which is one of the top seven-on-seven programs out west. He is the the quarterback. He is the featured guy. Uh, we, you know, there's people out here in California that call him Baby Cam. I mean, he he's he's all of six four, six five, uh, close to two fifteen. He falls forward and picks up four yards. I mean, that's the type <laughs> of player that he is, and he has a huge arm. Has hasn't really proven it at the high school level because he's backed up a quarterback who signed with UNLV the last couple of years, but he's got two more seasons to go. Obviously, we're excited because January is when high school football in the state of California kicks off, and he's definitely going to be on our watch list uh, moving forward here heading into the new year. Mike, before we let you go, um, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, kind of the the season that you've experienced in the state of Texas. We're about two months in now uh, to the high school season. Um, obviously, the All American Bowl, which is a big staple of every recruiting cycle, was was recently canceled for this 2021 class. So, unfortunately, we will not be able to see some of the nation's top players in January at the L. Dome like we are accustomed to um, but w- with your experience to this high school football season what what stood out to you what have you noticed you know give give our listeners kind of a a feel for what it's been like to be out on the road and, and check out some games out uh, in the state of Texas on Friday nights it's been talking to coaches it's been the toughest year they've ever had to coach in their lives because it's it's literally I mean we've had so many games canceled in state week to week uh, you know just Two weeks ago, I was all set to go see um, South Lake Carroll and Quinn against Denton Guy or two of the best teams in the state at their level. And it got canceled week of due to like, I think South Lake had a COVID issue. And um, and so these schools have had to be really flexible. They've had to build in by weeks. We have teams playing on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesdays now because there's a five day rule in Texas that says if you play on a Monday, you could then play on the following Saturday or whatever, five days later. Uh, and get your games in. And so, you know, seeing everybody be flexible, watching uh, these these kids do whatever that it takes, you know, I think it's been really inspiring to see. It's been, you know, media restrictions have been a, a little bit heavier, obviously. I think everybody, you know, it kind of depends stadium to stadium on what they want to do risk-wise. And a lot of stadiums are just electing to not let anybody onto the field to mitigate risk. But we're still able to do our jobs for the most part. We're still able to get out and get around. And the football's still really good. So um, we've got a weird situation where our lower levels are playing. Uh, they started three weeks or four weeks before the, the higher levels. So, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, the, the higher levels will be getting into their second half of the season while the, the lower levels are starting the playoffs. So we'll have a weird dynamic there. But all in all, just thankful to have football. Yeah, and that, that that's obviously a, a a really good thing that we've had that football there in st- in the state of Texas and and across the the country and in other parts of uh, uh, the nation as well. And I'll tell you this, player, if I can swing it. I'm going to for sure try to get a California trip in the spring. Hey, uh, man. Come see some football out there. I still owe you tacos. So let me know when you're out here, and we'll go grab uh, some of the best tacos that I can think of wherever you're covering a game. I think the goal is uh, – so Texas has a West Coast commit in Jameer Johnson from Muir. Um, That's Pasadena. There's uh, there's a place by the Rose Bowl called La Estrella that we've got to hit. Okay. Well, if, if, I, if I can make that trip, um, I will let you know for sure. 
All right. That is Mike Roach. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Roach 247. He is the recruiting editor for Horns 247. Mike, thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. For all the latest on Quinn Ewers, make sure you keep it locked in at 24-7 Sports. Mike Roach has a long-form look at where Texas goes next. Uh, Steve Wolfong has a look at at the potential landing spots for the five-star quarterback from South Lake Carroll. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to enjoy week nine of the college football season. Thank you so much here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.